All right, so I'm going to start with the verse tonight in 1 John chapter 2. It says this, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for tonight, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that this verse would really sink deep down into our hearts tonight, God. That you would make it come alive to us, God. That it would have the power to transform our hearts tonight, Jesus. We just want the Spirit of God to move in this place tonight, to make us new. Just like we sang in that song, that the way we see would be different tonight, God. And the way we seek you would change, Lord. And so we pray, God, for you to do what only you can do. We love you so much, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. So I was thinking about the thing that I treasure the most in my life. And I was going through the list of all of my possessions, and I kind of discluded people from that. And I realized the thing that I treasure the most, and, and it's not even close, I treasure my dog, Kylie, more than anything else in this world as a possession or something like that. Not a person, but I treasure her the most. And I'm turned into one of those crazy dog people. Like, me and Jess are the kind of people that put outfits on our dog for Easter. Like, you know you have issues when you dress up your dog. Like, and you buy, like, these outfits that cost, like, $30. I'm like, what are we doing? We're spending all this money on our dog. But this Saturday, um, I had gone to softball practice, and Jess was taking uh, Kylie to, to the groomer to get her hair done and everything like that. And uh, when I get back in the car after softball practice, I check my phone, and I have five missed calls from Jess. And then I have all these text messages. And she's saying, you need to call me right now. It's emergency. I'm so upset. And I'm like, oh my gosh, who died? Like, what's going on? I start like freaking out a little bit inside. And I call her up and she goes, Kylie got the worst haircut ever. And I'm going, I was having a panic attack over here. And you're upset because our dog's haircut is that bad? Like, and I was like, there's no way it's really as bad as you're saying. Um, you need to know that my wife is one of the toughest people I've ever met. Like, she is just really good about just dealing with her emotions and everything like that. She's super strong. My wife cried for three hours, guys, over this dog. Three, like, bawling. Like, someone had just died in our family. And then I got home, and I saw it, and I started crying too like it was it was literally that bad and you know I was kind of trying to play it cool for my wife pretending like it's not that bad but it hit me later that Sunday I was like oh my gosh she looks like a llama I'll tell you I have a picture for you guys okay normally she has this big beautiful face with all her hair coming off her mouth and it's so fluffy and nice but now she looks like a llama like my dog already has like some deficiencies, as you can tell from her eyes, but we think she's beautiful and we love her and we treasure her a lot, but we were so upset with that haircut. We didn't pay any money for that. We were like, no way. That's, you really messed that up, but we really treasure Kylie. And what I want to ask you guys tonight is what is the thing in your life that you treasure the most? That if that thing was taken away, you would feel like you have nothing else. And as we work through this message tonight, I want you to ask yourself that question. What is the thing that holds my heart? What is that number one treasure in my life? Jesus had something to say about our treasure. He says this, For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. 
Now, what's Jesus saying in this verse? He's saying, the things you treasure, they have your heart. They have your affections. It has your time. It has your mind. It has your thoughts. Where your life goes is gonna be where your treasure is. You're gonna wrap your life around your treasure. And that's why it's so important that we talk about this tonight, guys. Because so many of us have treasures that are bringing us to wrong places. Things that are never going to satisfy us like we think that they will. And so this is a really big deal. And Jesus was really letting, wanted the people to catch. This is something serious that he was talking about when it comes to our treasure. Have you ever wanted something like really, really bad? Like it was all you can think about. It, it just consumed you. Maybe you made one of those boards, like basically like before there was Pinterest, people used to make these boards. These want boards is what they used to call them. And they would put what they wanted on that and they would visualize themselves getting it and living it. I think that was one of the weirdest things ever, but that helped people. And there's just something in human nature that we always have these wants deep down inside of us. From the time we're little kids, right? One of the first things kids start to say after mom and dad is, I want, I want, I want. You and I are constantly filled with different wants. And we're tempted to make those wants our treasure in life. And they will always keep coming. And and here's the funny thing about something that you want. Is once you get it, what happens? You get used to it. You forget about it. But what really happens is this, is you want something else in maybe half an hour, an hour, maybe a couple days, a week for some of you if it's something that you really wanted. These wants are fighting for our hearts, guys. They want to control us in some ways because we are so desperately looking for something to satisfy us. And so the enemy throws out wants at us, wants, wants, wants. And our hearts are made to be satisfied. And we try and fill them with these wants. And we try to make them our treasure. I know this story um, about a a friend of mine who's a pastor. He has this guy in his church. And he got into an accident. And he got all this money. He got a ton of money. And he just went nuts. He bought everything that you can imagine in just the first couple of days of getting this money. He got the best sports car. He leased this gigantic house. And he was just going nuts with his money because he had all of these wants. And, you know, his pastor was giving him some advice. Man, you, you got to be careful with all of this money that you're spending. It, it's going to run out. But the guy just so desperately wanted these things. And the pastor told me it was so funny. After he got the sports car, he had to get the next thing just a day later. He had to get the next thing. Because why? These wants never really satisfy us. And this guy was a perfect example of no matter how much stuff he could collect, he was never happy. He was never truly satisfied with what he could get. And I think that is such a good picture of us sometimes too, guys. And maybe you don't have everything you want, but we're searching for that tonight because we think it will make us happy. And for some of you guys, maybe it's not a, a thing or a materialistic thing. It's something, that a relationship. Maybe some of you guys are so desperate to be in a dating relationship tonight. It's, it's all you want. It's all you think about. You think if you get that, 
then you'll be happy. For some of you guys, it's music. You just love music so much. You've made that your greatest treasure in your life. Your life is centered around it. It has all of your time. It has all of your uh, affections. Um, It's a sport for some of you guys. Whatever your treasure is tonight, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And as I bring it closer to this verse in just a couple of minutes, I need you to line it up to this and see if this is you that John is talking about in just a couple of moments. And the truth is tonight, if we were all being really honest with ourselves, for a lot of us tonight, Jesus isn't that greatest treasure in our life. There are so many other things that we care more about than our relationship with God. We'd much rather have that other friendship or we'd much rather have that other thing, whatever it is, we always put these things above God. And then so many of us wonder why we never want to talk to God, why we never want to pray, why we never want to open up our Bible. It's because your affection belongs to something else. Your heart belongs to something else. That's why you don't want to go to church all that often. Maybe someone dragged you here tonight. The reason for that is because something else has your heart. Your treasure is found in something else. Because Jesus doesn't play second place to anyone. It's all Jesus or it's nothing. That's just kind of how the deal works. It's everything I have is Jesus You can't have a little bit of Jesus and a little bit of the world or a little bit of this desire. Jesus has to be first place in your heart. And so here's what's at stake tonight is that you will live in a cycle of disappointment. You will live in this constant cycle of wanting, getting what you want, being disappointed that it didn't satisfy you in the way you thought. And then there will be another want and you will continually go through this cycle of wanting. Because there's only one treasure that could ever satisfy your heart. There's only one desire that could really make you happy. And some of you guys are searching every way that you can to find that. And the answer has always been right in front of you. But you can't seem to trust. Can't seem to really believe that it can be true. My hope tonight is that you would see that it's true. And we're going to be In 1 John, I read it a couple minutes ago, and he starts like this. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love for the Father is not in them. Now, this verse is a little confusing. Is John saying right here that we can't love anything in the world, that we can't enjoy sports, that we can't enjoy music, that we can't enjoy our relationships? No, that is absolutely not what John says is saying here. John is saying that you can love these things, that that you can enjoy these things. But if they are your greatest treasure, it squeezes out the love of God in your heart. And now, this doesn't mean that God's love for you goes away when you do this. This doesn't mean that his love disappears. It means that you're pushing it away. Some of you guys feel so far from God tonight. Maybe the reason why is because you let some treasure into your heart that wasn't Jesus and it squeezed him away and you've lost that love that maybe that you once had and you need to take a deep look at your heart tonight. You need to examine it and ask that question, 
have I pushed God away in my life because I've treasured so many other things above him? Because I've, I counted them better than him. Because John's saying, man, that, that's a real problem if that's you tonight. If you really love these things in the world more than God. Verse 16, for everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. Now, the lust of the of flesh is this. It's just, it's, it's, it's wanting everything. Lust of the eyes is you just want to grab a hold on anything you see. Anytime th- that the world gives you something, you go, I need to have that. I want it. I want it. I want it. The pride of life is wanting to be important. <laughs> I think that's something that we all feel sometimes. Don't we all want to be someone important that other people see as this um, high figure, someone worth praising? That's in all of us sometimes. And I think we all know what it's like to have these. I really love the translation of the message of this verse. And, and I don't normally go to the message because I, I think sometimes it's a little weak, but I really like the translation. And, and this is how it describes that verse previously. Practically everything that goes on in the world, wanting your own way, wanting everything for yourself, wanting to appear important, has nothing to do with the Father. It just isolates you from him. The world and all its wanting, wanting, wanting is on the way out. Is on the way out. So important that you guys see this. Wanting replaces our worship. Instead of giving God everything we got, we turn to our wants. Instead of being satisfied him through worship, we worship our wants. We give our wants our heart and they control us and they lead us to things that will never truly satisfy us. Verse 17, the world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. These things that we treasure, these things that mean so much to us, wanting to be popular, wanting that above everything, wanting to know what it's like to be really successful one day, wanting just to be the smartest kid in school and working with everything you have. None of these things were inherently bad. None of them. But here's what you need to know, is one day at the end of your life, when you are laying in a bed right before you pass away, if that's how you pass, the thought will not come into your head, man, I wish I got an A plus instead of an A minus in that class. I wish I would have worked a little bit harder. No, that won't be the thought in your mind. You won't think, man, I I wish that I was more popular. I wish that I had more Instagram followers. I wish that I looked differently. You're not going to think about all these wants at the end of your life. All these things will fade away. They will mean nothing. These things that wrap up our minds They will all mean nothing. What will matter is what you treasured in this life. And my heart for you guys is that you will treasure the only thing that will satisfy. So when you're laying in that bed, you won't look back and say, man, I wasted so much of my life on pointless things. 
on things that didn't help anyone, that were selfish, that didn't get me anywhere. Or you could treasure something that lasts forever and ever, that goes on and on and on, that has meaning in this life and the next. So what's the answer to all of this? Do we try harder? Do we pray harder that these wants would go away? I want you guys to get this. I don't think that wants in themselves are bad, that God is gonna place wants and desires in your heart. But when they control us, when it's all you can think about, when you place it above God, that's when it becomes the love of the world. That's when it becomes something dangerous. So what do we do with all of this? What's the answer? We want so much because we can't see how badly God wants us. We want so badly. We have all these desires because we don't really think that God is gonna satisfy us. We don't think deep down that he really compares to all of these other things in our our lives. We really honestly believe that getting that new um, computer is gonna make us happy or living for that new successful job is gonna make us so happy or going to that perfect college and the wants, the wants, the wants. We think that they will make us happy even though they've let us down time and time again. If we would just see how badly God wants to satisfy us, how he wants to fill our hearts, we would stop wanting so much because we would be satisfied. The writer of Psalms in the 73rd chapter went through something really similar similar with this. He goes through this battle where he's really upset with God. He looks at a wicked person's life and he says, man, their desires take them wherever they want to go and they experience all these things. God, you never do anything to the wicked. They live for their desires and they always seem happy. They always seem like everything's working out for them. They're doing all the things that I know that I shouldn't do, but their life is blessed. Their their life seems so happy. God, why am I doing all this stuff? Why am I making you my treasure when their life seems like it's full of treasure, that they're blessed, they have all the riches that they want. God, what is going on here? And then, I, I don't know this for sure, I think some time passes. And he begins to really think about all the wicked people he was talking about. And he goes, man, how the wicked crumble. Just a couple of verses, so something in him had to change. There had to be something that happened to this person for him to change so drastically. He goes, man, the wicked, they fall. Their lives are filled with pain. And then he writes this. This is one of my favorite verses. And I think it describes what the heart of a follower of Jesus should really look like. He says this, whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart. And he's my portion forever. He's saying, God, there are all these treasures on earth. There are all these great things, but I desire none of it besides you. Because you're the only treasure that lasts 
I love, he says, that God is his portion. That God is his prize in this life. If he has just God and nothing else, then he has everything he needs because God is his portion and his prize. Man, so many of us don't live like this, guys. We see God as something nice that we can celebrate sometimes on Friday night, on Sunday, we come. But man, he really isn't our prize. He isn't the portion of our heart. And I'm not just saying that to you, and I'm not just trying to come down really hard on you guys, because I have moments like this, times where I desire other things above God. But I'm just warning us tonight, like John warns us, that it won't satisfy. I've been down those roads before, and not once, not once was I glad that I walked down that road. Not once did I say, man, I'm so glad I followed this want, made it my treasure. Never. They always left me empty. They always left me broken. But tonight, I'm trying to show you that you could find something that would satisfy you, that would make you whole. And see, so many of you guys have heard this your whole entire lives. And so for you, you've just kind of written it off. You've kind of just said, yeah, I've heard about that. But guys, if you really gave it everything, if you made it your greatest treasure, God would blow you away with what he wants to do in your life. Now, when you make God your greatest treasure, does that mean that there are never bad days? Days where you feel sad? Days where hard things happen? No, absolutely not. There will still be bad days, but you will have something to carry you in those bad days. You will have something to cling to in those moments. C.S. Lewis said this, aim at heaven and you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you get neither. So many of you guys are aiming your lives at earth today and everything that the, this world has to offer you and all of its loves and, and all of its pleasures and if you do that, you're going to get neither. You're going to find yourself in that cycle of being disappointed. But tonight, if you aimed your life at heaven, if you made Jesus and what's to come your greatest treasure, I love the way that C.S. Lewis says it. He says, you'll get earth and heaven. You'll find pleasure in this life through God. And like I was saying before, it doesn't mean that you can't enjoy these other things in life. You can't. But when God is the treasure, you can enjoy them in a different way. In a way where they don't become an idol to you. And so here's what I want you guys to get tonight. Here's the bottom line. Jesus is the only treasure that won't fade away. All of these other things will fade away for you. They won't mean anything at the end of your life. But Jesus will last forever and it will be a lasting joy. It will be a lasting treasure that satisfies you. Just real quick in closing, this has always been the battle since the beginning of time, guys. Since the first man and woman walked on the earth. Eve wanted to be like God. That was the temptation that the snake offered her. Is you, don't you want to know what he knows? Have all of the knowledge? God's withholding something 
from you. And she bit into it. This is always the thing. Is, is can God be trusted? Is he really enough to satisfy me? They had everything. They lived in perfect harmony with creation and God. But their wants got the best of them. And my prayer for you guys is that your wants wouldn't control you anymore. That you would see that they will just fade away, that they will leave you empty, they will leave you dry, and they will leave you searching. But make Jesus your greatest treasure. Make that conscious choice tonight in your heart that God, I still have these wants, but I want you to be number one. And watch all that he does in your life. Watch your times with him become so much more special when you're not doing it half-hearted. Jesus is the greatest treasure that never fades away. Let me pray for you guys. God, I thank you so much for everyone in this room tonight, Lord. And I just pray, God, that these wants, these desires that seem to control us, that we put our treasure in, God, that we would see them for what they really are. That we wouldn't love the world, God. That we wouldn't desire the world above everything, God. But that we would desire you, Lord. That all of these wants in our hearts, God, that they would stop pushing you out of our lives, God. That we would see through them tonight, Jesus. God, that we would know what it's really like to be happy, to have joy. God, there's some people in this room tonight who are so desperate to know what real happiness is. They've tried everything. And I just pray tonight, Jesus, that you would just meet them in a way that they could experience real life and real happiness and real joy. God, that you would satisfy them as they turn to you, God. Jesus, we are, are so grateful that you don't push us away in moments like this. Even when we push you away, God. Even when the desires of the world try and block us from you today. God, that your love is still the same for us, God. It reaches out. It calls every step of the way. Come home. Come home. I love you. I desire you. I'm passionate about you. Thank you so much for that, God. That you don't give up on us ever, no matter how rotten we've been, God, no matter how sinful our hearts are tonight, Jesus, that you don't give up on us, no matter what we did yesterday, no matter what we're going to do in our future, that these are your children and you love them, God. Pray that tonight, God, that they would lay these things at your feet, at your altar, and that they would find real joy, they would find real life like never before. In your name we pray.